the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and friends who have joined us for this worship experience this morning. We thank God for the privilege of worship that we can set aside time uh, each Sunday uh, to give him praise and thanks for all that he has done for us. The title of the message today is I am only human. I am only human. In John chapter 14 and verse 12 that was read for us, Jesus gave to his disciples and to us a breathtaking promise. He said, I tell you for certain that if you have faith in me, you will do the same things I'm doing. You will do even greater things now that I'm going back to the Father. On the surface of it, it seems incredible. If this is even remotely possible, then we have to admit that we have never taken Jesus seriously. Most of us will have to confess that we have been satisfied with far less than Jesus had in mind for us. When we consider the works that Jesus did, healing the sick, opening blind eyes and deaf ears, restoring crippled limbs, and even raising the dead. The question we have to ask is, was Jesus seriously promising that his disciples, which include us, would not only do the same works that he did, but even greater works? Could he be really serious? I think he was serious. Then why are we not able to function with the same power and authority as Jesus did? Because of our lack of faith. And it is this lack of faith which leads us constantly to apologize for being human. What do I mean? When some great possibility opens before us, when some great challenges thrust upon us, our typical response is, I'm only human, you know. Of course we are only human. 
And Jesus knew it full well. So let us not apologize for the limitations of being human. Let us not use it as a cop-out when we have the promise of Jesus that we have been given the power to do amazing things beyond what we can imagine. This was what the Apostle Paul meant when he said in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I don't hear that being said by many Christians today. Today I want to look at three truths suggested by our text, John 14, verse 12. First, you are more than you think you are. I read some time ago of an elderly bachelor and an elderly spinster who started seeing each other. Each had lived alone for many years. Gradually, the old gentleman recognized a real attachment to this lady, but was afraid to tell her his feelings. Finally, he mustered up the courage to say, let's get married. Surprisingly, she threw up her hands and shouted, it's a wonderful idea, but who in the world would have us? <laughs> it is easy to sink into that kind of self-depreciation. You can become so preoccupied with past failures, with what isn't going right in your life, that it can turn the sky of your life into dark clouds of gloom. Whenever you begin to, be, to get pessimistic about your life and your circumstances, it is because you have forgotten who you are. Negative thinking will defeat you, defeat you every time. You will never rise above where you are now if you keep putting yourself down and underestimating what you are able to do. If you keep telling yourself that you can't do this and you can't do that. So I would suggest that we banish the word can't and impossible from our vocabulary because of who we are, the children of God. So whenever you're feeling down, whenever you're feeling sorry for yourself, remember the words of David in Psalm 8, verses 3 through 6. David says, I often think of the heavens your hands have made and of the moon and stars you put in place. Then I ask, why do you care about us humans? Why are you concerned for us weaklings? You made us a little lower than you yourself, and you have crowned us with glory and honor. You let us rule everything your hands have made, and you put all of it under our power. Now, if I put the words of David with the, what Jesus said, then I know that I am more than I think that I am. The potential for good, the potential for changing our circumstances, the potential for transforming our situation and making an impact for God is limited only by the smallness of our faith. You see, without faith we cannot please God. Without faith we cannot claim the promises of God. 
Without faith, we are like a ship without sail, an engine without power. Without faith, we will always live a defeated life. We were designed for the big league. We were designed to soar like an eagle and not just to be walking around like a chicken. See, you are more than you think you are. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul in Colossians chapter 1, 19 through 23. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were the, his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe the tru this truth and stand firmly in it. Now, this requires a whole sermon, so I won't even go into this particular passage. I just want you to hear it. But the second point is there is something you can be but will never be apart from Jesus Christ. Listen to the words of Jesus again. This time from the New Living Translation, second edition. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I'm going to be with the Father. In 1985, after the disastrous earthquake that hit Mexico City, the Los Angeles Times reported a beautiful story that took place in the streets of that city. A little Japanese-American boy decided that he would like to do something to help the victims of the earthquake. When he heard that the damages had gone into the millions of dollars, he decided that he would like to raise $1 million to send to the victims. He started going door to door in Los Angeles, selling postcards for 25 cents. When he came to one house and presented his cause, the man there asked him how much he hoped to raise. Without hesitating, the boy said, $1 million, sir. $1 million, exclaimed the man. That's a lot of money. Do you expect to raise it by yourself? The little boy responded, oh no, sir, there is another little boy helping me. What does that say to you and to me? That commitment and expectation of that sort enables us to tackle the impossible. Add to that the divine power, the plus of Christ's power, and there is nothing we cannot accomplish. There is something you can be, but 
will never be apart from Jesus Christ. Jesus said, you will do greater things than I have done because I'm going to the Father. So look at the proof. In his own day, Jesus made only a passing impression on his own country and almost none on the world beyond. But his followers since that time have swept across the earth winning millions of people for the master far more than he gained himself when he was here on earth. People by the millions have been healed in his name in lands that would never have heard his name had not spirit-filled missionary doctors, nurses, preachers, and others gone to those places with the healing love of Jesus Christ. Little children by the tens of thousands are being kept from starvation today by Christians who are doing greater things than Jesus did. Christians in this country and on every continent of the world are doing incredible things which baffle the mind and everyone will tell you that the inspiration and the power which made it possible came from Jesus and the indwelling power of his spirit. You don't have to think about the, about the dramatic. Just think of your day-to-day life. Jesus has made you a loving, compassionate person that you could never be without him. Jesus has made you a forgiving person that you could never be apart from him. Jesus has made you a serving person who can serve others in his name that you could never do just by yourself. You have been infused with power from on high to do things which you never thought possible. You see, there's something you can be, but will never be apart from Jesus Christ. But the third truth that we find from in this passage is that prayer enables us to transcend the limitation of being human. Notice how Jesus links his promise about the greater things we will do with his equally amazing promise about prayer. In verses 13 and 14, he says, You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Notice that Jesus says the same thing twice. It is obvious that he wants his promise to register in our minds. He does not want us to miss such an incredible promise. Jesus did not say, ask for anything in my name and I might do it, or I might probably do it. No, he is very emphatic. Verse 13, I will do whatever you ask in my name. Verse 14, you may ask, for, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Note that it is only what we ask for in Christ's name that he promises to give us. Note also that we can count on receiving what we ask for only if it will advance God's cause and bring him glory. 
That is the key to asking and receiving. The advancement of God's cause, not our cause, just our cause to satisfy ourselves. But we are doing it in order to give glory to God's name for the wonderful things that he does in response to our prayers. You see, if we pray in Christ's name and have mountain-moving faith, we will not receive the answer if our motives are purely selfish, if we have no regard for the glory of God or the advancement of his kingdom. If our motives are wrong, Jesus will not grant our requests. So we need to get onto God's agenda to discover how we can advance his cause and bring glory to his name. When we are consumed by the desire to bring glory to God, whatever we ask for, we will receive, for our requests will be in line with God's will. If we have not been receiving answers to our prayers, we need to ask ourselves some questions. What is my purpose in asking God to do such and such for me? Will the answer bring glory to his name? Will the job I have been praying for be used to advance his cause? If God gives me the financial success I'm praying for, will I honor him with tithes and offerings in order to advance his kingdom? These questions should expose our motives. In John 14, 15 through 17, Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Here we have Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit that would uh, replace him when he um, moves back to heaven. The promise of the indwelling presence of God's power in our life. In the New Testament alone, the Holy Spirit is mentioned nearly 300 times, and the one word with which the Spirit is constantly associated is power. If Christ is your Savior, and the Holy Spirit has taken up residence in you, and he is in the life of everyone who confesses him as Lord and Savior. If he is in your life, then you don't ever have to apologize for being human. You are an extension of Jesus Christ. He occupies your body and mind and works through you to do the things that will bring glory to him and be helpful to others around you. So don't ever say, I am only human, as a way of making excuse for your failures. You are more than human if the Spirit of God is in you. You have divine power to live and to do what God wants you to do. Listen to the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. 
Paul says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. An Indian legend says that an Indian found an eagle's egg and put it into the nest of a prairie chicken. The eaglet hatched with the chickens and grew up with them. All its life, the eagle thought it was a chicken and did what chickens do. It scratched in the dirt for seeds and insects to eat. It clucked and cackled like a chicken and it flew no more than a few feet off the ground. After all, that's how chickens were supposed to fly. Years passed. The eagle grew very old. One day it saw a magnificent bird high in the cloudless sky, soaring with scarcely a beat of its strong wings. That's a beautiful bird, said the eagle. What is it? That's an eagle, the chief of the birds. The neighbor clucked. But don't give it a second thought. You could never be like him. And so the eagle never gave it a second thought. And it died thinking that it was a chicken. So there is no greater tragedy than to die without knowing who you are or to live denying who you are. If you are a Christian, you are a child of God, somebody special, someone who has the very spirit and life of God in you. No matter what the world may think about you, no matter matter how the world may treat you, As far as heaven is concerned, you are somebody very special. So lay hold of the power that is given you by Christ who lives in you. Never apologize again for being human. You have been given divine power, power to become all that you were meant to be, power to rise above your circumstances, power to break through harmful habits or to break with harmful habits, power to overcome temptation, power to live triumphantly, power to handle the trials of life, power to praise and magnify the Lord in the midst of tribulation and suffering. Thank God we serve a Christ who has all power in his hands. Therefore, no problem can perplex him, no circumstance can confuse him, No adversary can alarm him. No disease can defy him. No question can puzzle him. No power can overcome him. No authority can restrict him. And no devil can defeat him. He and he alone has the capacity, the power, and the resources to meet all of the deficiencies of life, whether they pertain to the spirit, the soul, or the body whether they pertain to the spiritual, the natural, the physical, or the psychological. In all of these areas, Christ is totally, abundantly, gloriously, and 
lovingly able to supply all that is required for us to be the people that he wants us to be and to do the things that he has designed us to, to do. For there is no burden that the Lord cannot lift. There is no disease that he cannot heal. There is no heartache that he cannot feel. There is no loneliness that he cannot comfort. No problem that he cannot solve. No sinner that he cannot forgive. No life that he cannot remold. No weakness that he cannot strengthen. And no sorrow that he cannot share. And the incredible promise our Lord gives us is that if we trust him, abide in him, love him and serve him, we will share his power and do greater things than he did. What an incredible privilege. What an incredible honor. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.